today on Abounding Grace. Marriage can be the most exciting thing on the earth, the closest thing to heaven on earth. People should be able to look at our marriage and see the mystery of Jesus' love for us together. Marriage is modeled after redemption. It's to point people heavenward toward Jesus. But you know, as close as it can be to a taste of heaven on earth, marriage can also taste like hell on earth. And it can be so painful and challenging and difficult when a husband isn't loving his wife as Christ loved the church and a wife is not submitting to her husband as to the Lord, understanding his authority and understanding God's authority over her husband. This is amazing grace. We're excited to bring you Abounding Grace as we continue our look at marriage and the family. We're learning what God's heart and design is for the family in this series called Family Matters. It really is sad to see so many marriages falling apart, but God has a way for the family to survive and thrive. If we'll go His route, we can be sure of success. Today, Pastor Ed Taylor has us consider what God would have for the Christian wife. We'll be in Ephesians 5 for the most part. And the wives have a unique command to submit to their own husbands. And there's two things there. There's an attitude in the home that's reciprocal, right? We're submitting to one another in the Lord. But there's also an atmosphere in the home, and that is a reverence for God. And so the Holy Spirit speaks through Paul and says, Wives, submit, willingly yield, voluntarily surrender to your husbands, just as you do with Jesus. Because notice back in verse 22 again, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of his wife. Now, that's another problem that's often felt by ladies thinking, man, what do you mean that my husband is better than me? It doesn't say that. Or more important than me, it doesn't say that. You actually, next to the word head, you could write this word, authority, which, you know, some of you are like, well, that doesn't help me, Ed. My husband's my authority. But the authority... The authority is similar to the authority of Jesus. You see, in the home, there is order. And the order is your husband is the authority in your home, which is where we get, men, that you are to be the leader of your home. A lot of times men are upset about that. You're like, well, who said I'm the head of the home? The Lord did. And he says it right here. You are the final authority in your home, which means that you're going to answer to God for the responsibility you've been given as the authority of your home. But you know, your husbands, ladies, as you choose to submit to your husband as unto the Lord, and again, the banner of this, because inevitably I'll get emails of some extreme uh, thing that says, what, I, why should I submit to this? Why should I? It's sinful. Listen, never in a million years will I ever teach you, nor does the Bible teach you, to submit to something sinful. Never, ever, ever. That's always the banner. But just in case it's not, you know, you need reminding again, you're never called to submit to something that's sinful. Never, ever. You with me, ladies? Never. So never, don't let anyone ever try to convince you, well, you know, it's okay because it's not okay. You don't submit to sin. 
But most of the problems in the home actually aren't sinful at all. It's a lack of submission because of a fleshly response. That's really the issue that's being dealt with here. And your submission is required in the home. That's God's desire for you. So, so you think, well, you know, wait a minute, Ed. Um, I don't like the idea of my husband being my authority. But you see, your husband also has an authority. He's not the final authority. Jesus is the final authority. So, so you can take comfort in knowing that God is the head of your home. If your husband is failing, then, then you are then to submit to Christ and submit to your husband as unto the Lord, not to sin, but as unto the Lord. But your husband has a final authority. We're not doing this on our own. Jesus is the head of our home, just like he's the head of the church. And Genesis 3, according to Genesis 3, sin has messed up this cooperative, this cooperative relationship. Sin has messed up every relationship in our company today. It's the reason why we fight, why we get angry with one another, why we give each other the silent treatment, all of that above. It's all because of our sinful selfishness. Remember we learned last time, the biggest problem in your marriage is not them, it's you and your own personal selfishness. My own personal selfishness. That, that is the reality. And sin has corrupted all that. God is redeeming and buying back, taking us back from all these sinful habits that we've created. When, when you think of old sinful habits, I want you to think of what the Bible declares the flesh. When you hear the flesh being mentioned, very rarely is it referring to the skin on your bones. It's referring to your old sinful habit patterns. Your immediate sinful response when you're hurt, when you're rejected, when you're angry, when things don't go your way, that response that is not pleasing to God. And when we talk about these difficult things, you know, submission is hard. It's not natural. And submission is never, rarely needed when we agree. When we agree, we enjoy life together. When we agree, I, I, this is so funny. Maybe this is your house, maybe it's not. But, but here, whenever we're like, hey, what do you want for dinner tonight, Marie? You know what the answer is? I don't know. What do you want? Like, why would I ask you if, like, and then you go round and round and round. And then finally you're like, okay, this is what I want. Well, you know, I don't want that. <laughs> I'm like, what is your problem, woman? Pick something to eat. Then, then just get what you want. No, I want to know what you want. And you know, that's like how many little things like that. But on that rare occasion at dinner, when you both pick the same place, there's unity and joy. <laughs> and, and it's like that in other areas, isn't it? You know, dinner is not really the most significant thing in our lives. But I'm saying this. When marriage is working, it's fun. It's enjoyable. There's a blessedness to unity. And wives, you have a very big responsibility in your home to help bring about that unity. You're not solely responsible. We'll get to the husbands next time. But you have a really large responsibility. Hold your place. Would you turn over to Proverbs chapter 14? Proverbs chapter 14. It'll be your Proverbs reading tomorrow if you go through Proverbs one by one. But I want to show it to you today so that you can understand the role that God gives to you. Psalm 14, excuse me, Proverbs 14, verse 1. In Proverbs 14, verse 1, listen. Every wise woman builds her house, but the foolish 
pulls it down with her own hands. And can I say, wives, one of the ways that you destroy your own home is by disobeying God's role for you in the home. A biblical Christ-centered marriage thrives in today's world. Wives submitting to their own husbands, husbands loving their wives as Christ loves the church. I know submission is very unnatural, but I rarely, to my knowledge today in my memory, I cannot recall ever meeting a wife who is experiencing the love of her husband that isn't willing to submit to that love. When she feels the safety and security of unconditional love in the home, in our imperfections, in our weaknesses, I really cannot recall a woman saying to me, I, I just, unless they're just like super rebellious and they got different issues that God's dealing in their life. But in, when there's an atmosphere of unconditional love and a safety and security, submission comes easy, or I would say easier. Submission comes easier for a wife when she feels secure in a husband's love for her that is unconditional and that she knows without a doubt that he will be there for her. Those are the roles, but you can only do it by God's strength. Marriage can be the most exciting thing on the earth, the closest thing to heaven on earth. People should be able to look at our marriage and see the mystery of Jesus' love for us together. Mar marriage is modeled after redemption. It's to point people heavenward toward Jesus. But you know, as close as it can be to a taste of heaven on earth, marriage can also taste like hell on earth. And it can be so painful and challenging and difficult when a husband isn't loving his wife as Christ loved the church and a wife is not submitting to her husband as to the Lord, understanding his authority and understanding God's authority over her husband, praying for him. And as we mentioned earlier, Peter will say this, Peter will say this when he addresses husbands. He, he uses the phrase, even if some don't obey the word, even if some don't obey the word, it is a wise choice to submit to your husbands as unto the Lord up to the point of sin. That's the line, up to the point of sin. In marriage, you know it takes work, it takes diligence, and it takes effort to invest in our marriages. And that's, there's this natural but unspiritual desire in both the husband and the wife to unbiblically rule over the house, to exact a power trip on each other. But with the right attitude of mutual submission and the right atmosphere of a healthy fear of the Lord, the wife's loving submission to the husband, we'll find out in our next study, is the husband's responsibility to love his wife as Christ loved the church. It's a beautiful thing. Now, as we wind down, some of you wives by now might be thinking, that's fine and good, Ed, but you don't know my husband. I may or may not know your husband, but I've met him a thousand times. We've seen our fair share of difficult, and I may have been your husband in uh, many ways in my actions toward my own wife and knowing what she's had to put up with, with me. You see, you may look and go, hey, my husband's no Jesus Christ, that's for sure. He's a creep and a mean man. And he doesn't, he says he goes, we go to church, but he doesn't really live like that at home. But you know, God isn't taking you down that road to find excuses for you not to be a godly woman. He's not laying that out for you. And here you are being told once again to submit into a very difficult situation 
to surrender yourself to Jesus so that you might surrender yourself to your husband and not rule over him. There are many born-again women listening to me who lead their homes and rule over their husbands. And that's not God's will for your life. It's contrary to the word of God. I know sometimes it's because the husband isn't fulfilling his role. And I know sometimes there's a, a woman that is leading the home and taking all the leadership because the husband doesn't have a strong walk with the Lord. Or maybe he doesn't have a strong personality. Or maybe he's a hypocrite. Or maybe he's a drunkard. Or maybe there's a thousand other things. But I have found the more a spiritual woman truly is, the deeper she will desire to do that which pleases Jesus and come alongside of her husband to help him lead. And to submit to him. Why? It may be the only way he gets saved. It may be the only way that he gets right with the Lord. It may be the only way that God will infuse in your home the kind of power that's needed for you to survive. And I know when you hear the word submission, you cringe because it's hard. It's not just a word that's given to a woman in relationship to her husband, though. It's a word that God gives to every single believer. We live in submission so much you may not recognize it anymore. Like, like right now, in the context of our time together, there, there is a mutual submission we all agree to that helps make an environment, makes this environment one where right now in this moment we can receive the word of God. Like, like we have all decided that for the sake of myself and others around me, I'm going to focus on the teaching of God's word that comes from the front of the room and I'm going to pay attention and I'm going to stay relatively quiet and, and I'm going to focus and take notes. Because I tell you what, right, if right now someone decided not to be submissive, if someone just decided, you know what, I'm going to stand up and play my tambourine back in the back row. Do you know that would be very disruptive to our time right now? Or if there were 10 people that came with their, the tambourine band traveling through town and they're coming to church here and they're going to go, okay, right at that moment when the pastor makes a point, everybody stand up with your tambourines and start singing. Don't you think that would bother you? I think it would. I'll tell you what would happen. Everything would stop. You would all watch the guys and the gals with the tambourines and there would be a lack of mutual submission that would immediately cause chaos among us. But you are in an environment where you go, no, I am willing. I really want to play my tambourine. And I'm thankful that you are mentioning it right now. So I have it in the car. Is that really a possibility? Because I bring it with me everywhere. No, it's not a possibility. But, but if you did, you know, you, you know, just say you're that person. I like playing my tambourine everywhere. But you left it in the car because you already anticipated that I'm there for Bible study. And it's the same thing if I, Pastor Ian and his team is up here leading worship, and I decide, you know what, I think I want to teach right now. And I walk up, and I kind of bump Ian, and I, kick, I, I hit the drums, and I'm like, it's time to teach, it's time to teach. It would be just weird. It would be weird and chaotic. Because during the time of worship, even I, in my role as a pastor, I willingly yield and submit myself to what God's doing in the room. I'm not the most important person here. God is the most important person. And so he gets the attention by our willing, mutual submission. Our willing, mutual submission. And in the home, it's the same. If there is chaos and a lack of submission, I would say this. If there's a lack of submission mutually, then there's going to be chaos in your home. But chaos in your home does not minimize your responsibility, wives, to submit to your husbands, your own husbands, as unto the Lord. And still yet, you're like, but Ed, my husband is a tyrant. He's saved, but you wouldn't know it. There isn't any fruit in his life. And I realize there are extreme cases. Extreme cases where drugs are involved, 
sexual abuse, physical abuse, dangers to kids. Listen, if that's part of, you're in an extreme situation, that's time to get out to a place of safety so that God can begin to sort things out. You're not to submit to these types of things. No. But here's the thing. We have a tendency to use the extreme to try to define the normal. And if you're not in an extreme situation today, you're just in a difficult situation, the Bible stands true. The extreme situations, you remove yourself for safety so you can get back to a normal situation. But you can't use the extreme or maybe the extreme of a long distance past or fears or things that would bring you, go, you know, there's an exception, Ed, to this verse and it's my life. There isn't an exception to this rule. This is why so many divorces take place. Why the divorce rate among the church is just as high or higher sometimes than the world. There are times where you do need to get to a place of safety, but most of the time is an answer to get to a place of humility before God. Because, you know, submission, obeying God's word requires humility. It requires, whenever we stand up to demand our rights, we're standing up in a position of pride and arrogance. But rather, we want to sit down and we want to come low to submit ourselves to the Lord and say, this is your will for my life, God. Remember, I learned, remember we learned last time that one of the greatest tools of discipleship in your life is your spouse. But you too are being discipled to what? Why are you being discipled by your spouse? Why are you being discipled in this difficult situation? So that you might grow in grace. That you might grow in your dependence upon the Lord. You might grow in your prayer life. That's why difficult, that's what difficulties do to our lives. It drives us to our knees. The Bible says in Proverbs 19 verse 14, houses and riches are an inheritance from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. And might I say a prudent wife obeys the word. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 4. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who causes shame is like rottenness in his bones. And you see, most homes are upside down today because of disobedience, apathy, and a spiritual rebellion in one or two, either the husband or the wife. And it's not God's will for you ladies to run your house. You're not the head. You have a different role, different responsibility one that you can enjoy, that doesn't bring so much pain and difficulty and confusion into your life. With lack of submission, listen, jot it down. A lack of submission always brings confusion. Always. There is a cooperative effort in every home that when we are cooperating with one another, it's just a beautiful thing. So much less stress and difficulty. In a messed up marriage, in a difficult home, all it takes is one person to begin to right the wrongs. All it takes is one person to begin to fulfill God's role. And ladies, until you quit fighting with your husband on the issues that are like not sinful issues, but issues until you stop fighting, it's just going to be constant confusion and difficulty. It's going to continue to be hard. You're going to continue to feel isolated and alone because your role is to submit to your husband and allow the Lord to deal with him. Listen, the Lord knows how to deal with him. If it is not a sinful decision, it's just one you don't like, you said, I do. Because I'll tell you what, on the other end, as we get to husbands, there are times when there are decisions wives make that husbands aren't happy with. That's the normal human condition. But the response is not to withhold love for the husband, right? Just because a husband's upset in the home, you don't, you're responding, you can't stop loving your spouse. And the same is true for you. You say, well, I just don't like what he's doing right now. I don't like his decision. I want it this way. 
You just can't stop submitting because you don't like it. No wonder your house is upside down. No wonder you're in a season of difficulty. No wonder you're starting to feel distant. No wonder you're starting to think, oh, I don't love him anymore. Well, it, it, it may just be because you, you aren't feeling the feelings of love anymore because you purposely withheld yourself by not submitting. So as we look at our homes and our roles, it doesn't matter if everyone's getting divorced. It doesn't matter if all your friends are handling it this way or that way. It doesn't matter if the world says it's okay or is redefining things so that one of the new world's definitions is more attractive than God's definition. It doesn't matter. We need to choose to follow him no matter the cost, church, because your marriage is either a symbol or a denial of Jesus Christ and his church. And like I said, men, we'll get to you next week because God has a role for you as well. And I stand here today living proof that God can change and rescue a marriage and change a man and a woman. You won't believe how much Maria's changed over the years. <laughs> but together we've changed dramatically. We are not the punk rebellious kids we were when we got married. We are not the rebellious young people that when we did get married, we just started to live our lives on our own. We're learning continually. And even though I can have a testimony like that, and I'm very grateful for it, it's like a gift from God to me. My testimony is not the most important demonstration of the healthy marriage. You know what it is? God's word. If you will follow God's word, you too will have a testimony. You will. You'll be able to say, man, we hit a rocky point here. We had a difficult point there. But when we collectively and mutually chose to follow God's word, he began to work. And he began to turn things around. And still one more thing. You are still here and you're thinking, yeah, but Ed, I've been doing this for 10 years and nothing has changed. And it's been hard 10 years. I can only imagine how hard it's been. But I'll tell you something, a lot of things have changed in those 10 years. Number one, you've changed. You've become a softer, more moldable person, more moldable woman in the hands of God. Number two, let me, you may not see this, but let me remind you. Because of your choice to willingly submit in the areas God's called you over the last 10 years, and you don't see much change in your spouse, let me tell you, number two, things have not gotten worse because of your willing disobedience. Because you could have made things much worse by just joining in and saying, you know what? If he doesn't, then I won't. But we're reminded once again, aren't we? Someone else's sin against us is never God's permission for us to respond in sin. You will never hear from heaven, okay, Ed, you've been waiting for this day. Okay, wife, today's the day. Unleash the fury. No. Jesus says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And instead of taking things in our own hands, we can trust God with our lives, with our families, with our singleness. Submission is important for you widows, for you singles. As we submit unto the Lord, we find our satisfaction in Him. You're listening to Abounding Grace and a message designed to help strengthen your marriage. Pastor Ed Taylor's message is titled, Wives Matter. You can hear these radio programs on our website anytime of the day or night at AboundingGraceRadio.com. Another way to grow on the go is by downloading our app. Search for Ed Taylor. Pastor Ed has a new book called Face Your Fears, and timing couldn't be better. 
We all deal with fear from time to time, and maybe right now it's at an all-time high for you. God has given us this emotion for good reasons, but there are those times when our fears become illogical and unreasonable. They lead us to make bad decisions that only make things worse. God is with you, and His perfect love casts out fear. That's the emphasis of Face Your Fears. Request a copy today. Maybe order an extra one, too. Give it to a friend who's really struggling. We'll send it to you for a gift of $25 or more to Abounding Grace. Call 877-30-GRACE. Or you can order it through our e-store at calvaryco.store. And please remember that your gifts help to make this program possible. We look to the Lord to provide for us. If He's leading you to take an active role in this ministry through either a one-time gift or ongoing support, please visit us online at AboundingGraceRadio.com or call us 877-30-GRACE. Well, guys, you're not off the hook. We'll discuss our role and responsibility in marriage next time out on Abounding Grace. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You Abounding Grace is brought to you by Calvary Church, Colorado, here in Aurora.